Are we good? Yeah. Welcome to Reforming Slavics. Uh, this is our first, what is it called, episode podcast? Yeah, webisode podcast. Uh, I don't know. I heard some other mix, mixes of words that were kind of um, cringy, but uh, my name is Nick Bukhansov or Nikolai. And I'm Tom Kondratuk or Kondratuk. We are both from the Slavic community. I was born in Russia. And Tom, you were born here in the States, huh? Yeah, I'm not a <laughs> true Slavic, but both my parents were both born in Ukraine and some of my siblings, but I was born in in the in the US. Yeah. But both of us for the majority of our childhood into our teen years, we I think I was 19 when I finally or no, sorry, 20 when I left the Russian church. And for you, how long ago was that? A couple months? Uh, yeah, so I was still... I was still in a Slavic church, for say. But it was an English-slash-Russian translating, translating church. And right now, I just... For five months, I've been going to English-American church, I guess you could say. Yeah. So Tom and I both attend uh, Faith Community Bible Church here located in Boise, Idaho. And we are burdened with this idea and this concept of the fact that there are reasons why we left the Slavic Church and we see the Slavic Church and we love the Russian Slavic Church. And we've been talking for quite a while about this and recently we decided to actually do this. So welcome to Reforming Slavics. And we want to kind of introduce ourselves and share the reason why we're doing this and why uh, we have a heart or a burden for this in particular. Um, and so we kind of want to start from the basis of what our goal and our purpose is here and go on from there. So the primary purpose of starting this podcast would be to have scripture clearly seen and Encountering scripture from the original intent of the authors is the most crucial part in Christianity, right? Yeah. So if you know what the author intended and you read it, you don't have a different context from today's modern society. You have the context that was intended for and the purpose it was meant for. You can see the word of God and it can actually transform your life. Mm -hmm. right? And we've both experienced that. And so that's kind of the very foundational purpose of, of the reason we want to start this. And the Slavic community needs this because one of the biggest reasons and issues we had when leaving, it's not the fact that we dislike the Slavic community. I, I, I love the Slavic community, right? I love yeah. the culture. You do too. Yeah, there's things that we we left and we actually kind of miss in some senses, you know. There was, there was good things, you know. The community, right? We grew yeah. up in this place and so uh, the bonds, the friendships, the brotherhood... Um, in Christ that we shared uh, are truly, were truly lost for me at least when I left, and um, I believe for you as well, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and so, the biggest portion of our hearts was we wanted and desired Scripture to be taught to us in a way where we can see it grow in our hearts, it could transform our hearts, and continue the increase of the knowledge of God in our lives, right? And it seemed as though there was very little of that in the Christian community in the Slavic areas of the churches that we attended. 
right? And that's primarily the Russian Pentecostal churches. Mm -hmm. And so our primary goal is for Scripture to be clearly seen. A second one would be to help form a biblical view of God. And that pertains to sovereignty, that pertains to his goodness, that pertains to his wrath, that also pertains to his love, right? So, and, and judgment. And we could talk about uh, God's incommunicable attributes um, and communicable attributes as well, right? Uh, and the issues with that and how the scriptures in the Bible allow us to see God of who he truly is. And then that allows us to look at our lives and see how we can live it to the best of our ability to glorify him and the way we see the gospel, the way we read the Bible, the way we do absolutely everything, right? It depends on what we think about who God is. Yeah, we we want to see a revival, I think, in Christians truly loving the Word of God and exalting it as uh, the true uh, authority in their life. You know, test every single thing by the Bible, whether it's prophecy, whether it's what's going on in the news, whether it's politics, everything. And we just want to come at it, you know, from our perspective and... Which is which is the Reformed perspective, right? Yeah, so... I, I think we could boldly say that I, I I am Reformed. Yeah, and I'm I'm also become Reformed these last few years. And so uh, we don't think that's necessarily a separation where... If you're reformed, you are saved and you are purchased by the blood of Christ and your brother. And if you're not, you're, you're outside the kingdom. That's completely opposite of what we think, right? The reason why we named this Reforming Slavics is because everyone throughout history, throughout generations, throughout our lives, we are constantly reforming ourselves, our view of God, our faith. The Holy Spirit's constantly changing our hearts, but the tool all that goes comes down all the tool that is used through that is the scripture the word of god is the sole infallible thing we look to to be changed right yeah and uh the you know i've watched a recent documentary on martin luther and the the reformation and the the biggest issue that he had was you know that the catholic church had gone away uh, from the gospel and and it was because they had not gone into scripture uh, the people didn't have scripture themselves you know the only certain elites certain priests had the scripture and then it was in Latin too right not in the common yeah. tongue yeah and so I think we need to go back and search out you know the truth in scripture whatever our traditions are because we off we all have to admit we've we've gone up with traditions and we have to uh challenge our traditions and to see are they good because traditions are good right you know but apostle paul even says you know i'm passing down these traditions to you and those were the traditions that he taught about the gospel right yeah and so what we want to do is examine everything through scripture and by doing so ourselves be edified but also allow people to hear the perspective of the christian church that comes from scripture and scripture alone and that is challenging because that has to do with reformed theology and calvinism um, and trinity and how we view god and god's sovereignty 
and what actually represents the gospel and how the gospel actually shapes the way we think about evangelism. And a big part of my heart, or at least my mind, my mindset, is the fact that if we start from the very foundation of Christ and Him crucified, and the death of Christ specifically, and we look at the death of Christ in the Gospels and figure out what He did, what He accomplished, who He paid, what He paid for, what He died for, why He had to die, what we receive on behalf of Him, why he had to live his life, all these little details in the gospel, right, that are found in scripture, I believe if we focus on that, we could find a clear path where, where we see there is a distinction between people who view scripture for the sake of scripture and people who have traditions slowly creep into their theology, slowly creep into the way they view the gospel and uh, slowly drift away from the very fact that the scripture is very clear about the death of Christ. Yeah, and I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, and uh, before, before you might remember, but I'd go yeah. to the last point of um, leading away from misunderstanding of Scripture. That, that's uh, the third kind of pillar we want to discuss. And kind of bringing back to what I just mentioned, you kind of drift away from the theology of scripture and you drift away into traditions that you've grown up with or you've kind of been established with. And mind you, not only the Russian Pentecostal church has tradition, hmm. every church has tradition. Yeah, that's actually what I was thinking about is that this is this is something that I long for, not even just the Slavic community, but the whole entire American church just to go back and to, you know, instead of Christians not knowing what they believe about the gospel, about the church, right? There's so much secularism and there's so many people that they go to a surface level church and they don't, when they get challenged for the first time in college, first time they get challenged by an atheist professor, he starts just ramming them, starts telling them all these uh, things about the Bible is uh, missing verses and you can't you can't believe in the reliability on scripture and all these things that you're like wait a second the bible has contradictions why didn't we ever hear about this in church yeah and it's like bring up um mark then of mark right chapter 16 um there's a textual variant in there right and if you don't know about this as a christian you grew up in a church and then uh you didn't dive into textual variants or how the scriptures are written you go to a university and now you're confronted with the fact that there's two different versions of the bible and uh, one version has this many verses, and the other one has this many verses, verses, and therefore the scriptures are not reliable, and you don't know which one's right, and therefore you don't know if Jesus really existed, or if Paul even existed, or if Paul even wrote what he claimed to write, right? You have this extrapolation of something that's legitimate, right? There are variants in scripture. But if you... What do you mean by textual variant? Because that's... Uh, I think we could hold off on that and go on to the next, but essentially... It's just how the Bible is passed down, right? Yeah, it's the how Bible, it's translated. The right? Bible is translated and uh, there are hundreds of different streams coming in from different yeah, areas. Copies. Copies, right? And, and some people copied it correctly. Some people fell asleep at the wheel and skipped a verse or skipped a line because you're riding <laughs> with by hand in the middle of the night with candlelight. And, you, and the letters were different. The letters were really tight. And so you might have missed one or two, right? But we can we could definitely talk about that later on. But the whole 
point we were trying to bring up, right? Tradition really does give us a different perspective of Christianity. And our life goal should strive to look into Scripture and find what Scripture teaches us about theology, about who God is, about how we're supposed to live as Christians and challenges our hearts to conform to who God is and who God wants us to be in Christ. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the three main characteristics we want to focus on here. Um, and we we ourselves are not college or seminary graduates. I certainly am not. I don't know. I, you might have hid something from me, Tom, but... I mean, I went to uh, Bible school. Does that count? I think, that, I think you have more education in regards to... Um, formal education on biblical topics than me yeah uh i don't but i don't think like that you know five six month program is anything compared to some like you know pastors that go there like five four or five years but we both have a passion for reading the word of god and youtube exists right youtube legitimately exists and we could hear teaching and debates and discussions on youtube and we have books i mean i'm just looking around your room you have (laughs) religious affections you have uh, church history books you have books that were written by men who are long dead but have been able to pass down their knowledge of scripture their entire life knowledge of scripture and who god is by their writings and so we are common men who delight in the word of god who want to share what we have heard from scripture what we have seen in scripture and we have heard from other men and and great teachers and from debates and we want to have a discussion about topics that are found in scripture so that people can hear and have uh, a decision change right or a change of mind about how they view the bad the bible and how they view god like that's our goal people to know god more we want people to know god more that's primarily the reason we're doing this yeah and just because you know i have a lot of books and i i might i might read a lot that doesn't necessarily mean that those books govern what i think about the bible obviously i interpret and see are those books aligned with the bible at all and and i think my point is uh the the only convictions i mean I always try to be consistent. I'm not always consistent. Right? There's traditions that are hidden within me, or teachings that I still need to flush out. And the only way I'm gonna be able to figure out should I keep this view about God, yes or no, is gonna be if I go down and start reading and praying and seeing God, seeking God in His Word. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because that's the governing authority in our lives, and. I mean, this brings me back to kind of the regional reason I actually decided to come and talk to you about starting this podcast is my dad recently had a birthday and I was gathered there and a lot of my aunts and uncles were there and I just started up, I brought up a conversation in regards to uh, primarily why a lot of young people have left the Russian church to English speaking church, American church, right? culturally American churches and recently there was a discussion of well why did you guys leave the Russian church Um, what's so good over there or why do you guys view it in a way where how would I put this 
what was the reason that you guys didn't like it here? That mm-hmm. might sound a little harsh, but that's the reality, right? Every time you leave some place, you have a reason. You have priorities of why you pick a church, why you join a church, why you go to a church. And everyone's priority is different. And we believe yeah. that Scripture shows us the priorities we're supposed to have when we're looking for a church. Yeah. And this discussion kind of went on for about 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And at the end of it, I realized that a lot of the things I believe in Scripture and I found in Scripture are really difficult to explain in five minutes. Like, you can't just sit down and explain why you think it's important that the way the Bible was translated throughout the ages is important in five minutes. Like, that's not going to happen, right? Because there's a lot of information there and it takes time to do so. And so I had a desire to explain and share to my aunts and to the rest of my aunts and uncles what I believe and how I believe it and how it's based on scripture and how it's in scripture that I found these truths and a reason why I disagreed with the way scripture was handled in my previous church and how I would love them to see that point of view and see them change in where they've used scriptures as, as so high and lofty and, and so insightful that it is the thing we strive to base our entire lives on, right? So that's kind of the background of the reason I started this. Um, and you have kind of your own reason, but we both came to the conclusion that, hey, people in the Russian community need to hear uh, a different perspective of scripture than they've heard before, right? Yeah, and that's part of the reason why I did started studying church history is that uh, Paul, you know, Apostle Paul even talks about this is the 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 once for all faith delivered to the saints. It's it's a one time faith, and there's gonna be men, there's gonna be men that have the they have the Holy Spirit, right? And they studied the scripture their whole entire lives. And they also had, like, you study church history, they had debates and they had long discussions and they had councils and they had different senates and different times of discussing when something, uh, if something was scriptural or not. Right. The Arian heresies, they gathered the council to see if um, Christ was fully man and fully God. Or was Arius right, right, in regards to the Trinity? And so you have these debates all throughout history, and that's a core issue. A lot of what we're going to be talking about are traditions and secondary issues, but they're still important, right? And they're one of the reasons why we left the Slavic Church. And now we keep on saying the Slavic Church, the Slavic Church. Um, We both started originally going to, to the same church, right, when we were kids and going up, and then we kind of went different directions. But our goal is not to anyways say that Slavic Church is bad. It is the Church of Christ. Yeah. Christ redeemed her. And who are we to tell God that His Church isn't perfect? We dare not, right? Like, the Church is the Church is the Church. Like, it has been purchased by the blood of Christ, whether it's in a difficult spot, whether it's um, theologically all fully there. No church is, right? But our desire is to show the Slavic community, right? Specifically, a lot of young people too, right? how the scriptures can be seen in in all its beauty and glory and power and how God can actually speak through the scriptures. And you don't need to, 
um, have a voice from heaven call out to you and give you super powerful revelation about who God is to know God truly and to know him deeply, right? So our goal is to provide a perspective of scripture that honors God and that gives a countervailing or a counter to a person who gets up on the pulpit, tells a story, and then uses a verse out of context. And that might sound harsh, but the reality is we desire scripture to be seen for what it truly is as it was originally intended, not the perspective of someone who has a thought about how they can apply it outside of that context. Yeah. And I think what you mean by, you know, someone getting a supernatural revelation from God, we're not saying that you could, through just intellectual knowledge, know God, right? You have to have that supernatural uh, regeneration. You have to have that uh, yeah, the by spirit, the spirit. brain witness to your spirit that, you, uh, that this is true, that who God is. Uh, but yes, I do agree that like we want, we want, uh, preaching, you know, and the time of preparation for the sermon to be, uh, theologically accurate. Like, is, is, is this true? Like, is this in context? Does this apply to us? Is it applied to my life and, and what the scripture has been said? Yeah. Right? And stories aren't bad, uh, you know, testimonies aren't bad, but there's a time and place for that. And the question is, you know, is the is the 40 minutes to an hour or even longer of preaching, is that is that time for storytelling? Is that time for having fun, having laughs? Or is it time for God to speak to, to his, his to speak to his people? And we believe that, like, that God, you know, that the Bible is sufficient, right? It's enough for every single good work. Like in Second Timothy three sixteen, it says that all Scripture is God breathed and and that is profitable for every the, that the man of God may be complete for every good work. I'm yeah. paraphrasing that, but but it's profitable that the man may be complete. The Bible is enough. It's enough uh, for the man and the woman of God to to know how to how to live life. Yeah, and if you have a supernatural revelation of who God is, the only way you know that it is God speaking is if you look into the Word of God and compare your supernatural revelation with what the Word of God says, right? And if there's contradictory statements of what you uh, supernaturally experienced, let's say you had a vision or a dream, yeah. or you had a literal voice from heaven tell you, right? And you look in Scripture and it contradicts the Scripture, which one do you choose? Right? Obviously, the scripture. The scripture is the word of God, despite anything else. And so we are not claiming to know everything or claiming that you cannot receive revelation through dreams or through prophecy yeah. or through visions. All we are saying is that we want the word of God to be the primary source of our knowledge of who he is. And we want that to change our lives. And... We want to do this in a way where we um, are transparent in regards to the way we talk about each other, right? About churches, we clearly want to not cause a stir about the churches we talk about, but the actual teachings these churches cause, right? Let, let's yeah. bring up for an example, you bring up an individual that taught something about the sovereignty of God that is not consistent with Scripture. We don't care about the individual. 
Like, his opinion is his opinion. We care about the very thing he taught because yeah. we're not here to... Um, we're not here to bash. We're not here to bash or to praise, right? Yeah. We want the Word of God to be honored and we want that to be primary. Yeah, and I really hope and I really, really, truly... I don't know how to say it, but I really hope that we don't get accused of bashing, you know, a certain church or a teaching. That's why we do want to focus more on the teaching and to see is it actually uh, in the Bible and is it consistent with all of Scripture? Yeah, and I personally go to a church, Faith Community Bible Church in Boise, and if you have any accusation of sin or have any issue with me, Feel free to reach out if you have, you know, a problem of me being harsh or somehow hurting someone in, in regards to that. Like, I have elders above me. I have pastors who can perform church discipline and, you know, set that straight. I'm not here as a lone ranger trying to tell people to repent and that you're awful or in any way try to put down anyone, right? Our goal is to show God and for who he is through scripture. Yeah. And if it contradicts what someone else says, then that's truth, right? Um, we can't be nice and disregard truth. Truth is the primary thing. We can show truth and love and compassion, but we can't disregard truth and say, well, I won't going to be nice. I'm not going to mention something that's untruthful and, and have an issue with that because I want to be nice. Yeah, and maybe some of the format... Like for example, we're still brainstorming. Of course, we're still, we're still, uh, we're still trying to decide how this podcast or YouTube or whatever you want to call it works. Yeah, we're still trying to figure this out. And for example, like in my in my thought would be, you know, bring up a teaching and and to say this is how some people see uh, how God, you know, how what God's will is for healing, and this is. A different view of how some Christians view and we'll lay out the biblical evidence and maybe some verses that people would say uh, contradict that and then let the let the let the viewer decide you know which one is consistent with the with the Bible yeah we always want to go back to the consistency of what the scripture says yeah and the purpose it was the, the, the text was written for yeah we also want to speak we want to speak boldly like you said right we're not going to shy away. We want to present the evidence. We also want to speak in humility and love. Yes. Right? We want to be able to show the scriptures in the way they're intended to be shown. Right? And a big part of that is to speak of it as though you found something precious you want to share. it, Not as though you've created something magnificent and you want to share it because it gives you glory. Right? We are, uh, as the famous saying goes, we are beggars who found bread who want to share it with the rest of the world. Um, so that is our goal and kind of our purpose and our desire. And the reason we call it Reforming Slavics is we primarily come from a Slavic background and we want Slavic people to hear what we talk about and have uh, their minds challenged, their hearts challenged about the things they believe, about the traditions they hold, right? Because we have our minds challenged we have our hearts challenged by the traditions we held or we still hold or the scriptures we read, right? We are constantly being reformed yeah. uh, through the Spirit of God, changing our hearts uh, through the through reading the scriptures. The Spirit of God changes our hearts. 
And the one of the cries of the Reformation that started in 1517, right, with the nailing of the 95 Thesis on the Wittenberg church door was sempre reformada, meaning constantly reforming. We, we don't stop reforming who we are. We continually reform and try to adhere to what the Bible says. And that's how we live and that's how we talk. And that's the way we live for the glory of God, by aligning ourselves as close as we can to the scripture. Yeah. And hopefully when we bring up, you know, different viewpoints of how the Bible is taught, that it doesn't come off looking as bashing because uh, in gentleness and love, you know, we we truly only bring this up, not for the sake of controversy, but for the sake of, is it true or not, right? That's the question. It's like, we want to know, is did God actually say this? And, you know, it affects, theology really matters because yeah, I believe... Theology matters. Yes, I have a shirt that even says theology matters because... I want people to realize that, you know, theology just means the study of God. Like, yeah, the knowledge of God. Like, and how do we grow in the knowledge of God is through Scripture and the Holy Spirit, you know? The Scriptures are the information, right? The tool that's used. And the Holy Spirit is the actual person who takes that tool and changes our minds and hearts with that. Right? And we can we talk about how Scripture points that out, definitely. Yeah, and so I was saying theology matters because, you know, the study of Scripture and the study of God matters because... The way you view God and the way you come before Him in worship and in prayer and the way you work and the way you treat other people, and especially when you pray, right? When you think about God is one of the most important things. Like, uh, you know, that's even a quote by one of really good Bible teachers. The way you think about God is one of the most important things. Yeah, and uh, let's bring up, for example, the sovereignty of God. Like, if you view... The sovereignty of God as a thing that you find in Scripture, right? God is sovereign over all. God controls all things in the world. Every molecule is under His power. He created it. He ordains what it does and accomplishes. In other words, God is the one who is creator and sustainer of this world. Yeah. Like If your view on that is different from what the Scripture says, you're going to have a really hard time in suffering. right? You're going to have a really hard time in asking God why He doesn't heal people. Right? Or why does God allow evil things to happen? Why does God do certain things in my life where I've never planned for, or I've never decided for, and yet God does these things, and yet ultimately remains absolutely good and absolutely loving, right? And it makes Romans 8 uh, so glorious, right? Romans 8, 28, very famous passage, right? All things work together for good, for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. How can that be? How can that be, right? Whatever you believe about the sovereignty of God makes that verse legitimate and true in your life. Yeah. Or it makes very shaking and confusing. So those are the topics we want to kind of bring up. And hopefully these topics really impact the way we believe in God and believe God and believe who he is as well. Right. Uh, and uh, if you want to hear more from us, uh, we do have an Instagram page and we're going to have more talks and discussions about these things. Yeah, it's going to be uploaded on YouTube and hopefully... Other platforms. Mm -hmm, other podcast stations. Uh, and so, yeah, yes, please leave feedback and talk to us and leave us suggestions, leave us ideas and topics. Hopefully, 
Right. This this first video is kind of over all over the place, right? We talked about so many different topics, but we didn't really go too deep. And uh, you know, we want to go deep into some, some topics, and hopefully, yeah. it will help benefit people to see the different perspectives and to for them themselves to see. All right, is this scriptural? Like, there's so many different ways, and only one could be right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the whole point of our lives in Scripture, right, our scriptural lives, our devotional life, is to find out what God actually said. Because there's very little use of me or anyone reading a passage, reading a verse, determining what it means for me, and going out in the world. Because it doesn't reflect reality. and doesn't reflect what God actually said. And so we want to hear God's Word and know And understand what he actually said, and so we can not only know it, but also apply it and live it out. So, this is our first episode. I hope you've understood where we're coming from and what we want to accomplish. And I hope you're interested in hearing more. Thank you. Um, again, yeah. my name is Nick, or Nikolai Bukhansov, and I'm Tom Kandrjuk. Thank you for listening. <laughs>